0: This message comes from Jackson. Seek clarity in retirement planning at jackson.com. Jackson is short for Jackson Financial, Inc., Jackson National Life Insurance Company, Lansing, Michigan, and Jackson National Life Insurance Company of New York. Purchase New York. This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at comcast.com slash project up. From
1: NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. The Bill, the Bill, Toil and (laughs) Trebill. It's me, Mac Bill Curtis, and here is your host at the Studebaker Theater at the Fine Arts Building in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Segel.
2: Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. Oh my goodness. Uh, we do, we do have a great show for you this week. Later on, we're gonna be talking to Michael Strahan, the guy who went from a Hall of Fame career in the NFL to being a top-tier broadcaster now hosting Good Morning America. It's amazing that he went from tackling quarterbacks to interviewing newsmakers and celebrities before tackling them. <laughs> we want to see you demonstrate your answering game so give us a call the number is 1888 wait wait that's 18889248924 Let's welcome our first listener contestant how you on wait wait don't
3: tell me Hi Peter my name's Kevin Maroney I'm calling from Stanton Virginia
2: Hey Kevin Now, where is Stanton I don't know what I think
3: uh, Stanton is a lovely town in the Shenandoah Valley oh, in the western part yeah, of Yeah
2: I've never been lucky enough to go there what do you do there
3: So uh, my wife and I moved here so that I could join the leadership team of the American Shakespeare Center.
2: Oh, my goodness. Is that a theater out there?
3: It is a theater. We perform at the uh, Blackfriars Playhouse, which is a a reconstruction, basically, of uh, Shakespeare's indoor theater.
2: Oh, wow. Do you do it like uh, Shakespeare did with people just, you know, talking constantly in the audience and eating oranges for snacks?
3: Yes, absolutely. There you uh, are. We, uh, we use universal lighting, so uh, one of our taglines is, we do it with the lights on. Oh, I see.
2: <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Kevin. Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, it's a host of Fake the Nation podcast, and you can see here now on Hillary and Chelsea Clinton's brand new show, Gutsy, on Apple TV+. It's Nagin Farsad. <laughs> Hello. Next, it's a comedian and a writer for Late Night with Seth Meyers. It's Karen Chi. Hello. hello. Hi, Karen. Hi. And finally, making his debut on our panel, it's a reporter at the Styles desk at the New York Times. It's Shane O'Neill. Well, hello. Hi, Shane. How are you doing today? So, Kevin, you... Doing I, great. So, Kevin, I bet you knew this, but our opening act, if you will, is whose bill this time? Bill is going to recreate for you three quotations from the week's news. Your job, of course, explain or identify just two of them. You win our prize. Any voice from anyone on our show you might like for your voicemail. Are you ready to go?
3: I'm ready. I'm hoping he's going to be Prospero or Pericles. That would make it easy for me. You would
1: would
2: kill an either. (laughs) Here is your first quote. It's not a banger. That was a headline on (laughs) military.com. Referring to a brand new song, this week, the Defense Department unveiled the official theme song of what very new branch of the Armed Forces?
3: Wow. Um, I, w- I would love a hint.
2: Well, it's, it's, the, it's the newest branch of our Armed Forces, if that helps.
3: Is it the Space
2: Force? It is the Space Force! After years in development, the newest branch of the armed forces is finally ready to go. They have a theme song now, and they have, well, they have a theme song. (laughs) So here it is, here it is, and you're gonna hear it for the first time ever, this is the new theme song for the United States, Space Force. (laughs) Okay, I'm, wait, I'm sorry, no, that's not right, that's not right, that's not right. here and i'm not kidding now the actual new space force theme song that was semper supra the theme song right there you go what do you guys think
4: listen i think that is a banger <laughs> Hips are swinging. Really? Yeah, that's a great song.
2: You like to kick back at home and crank up the John Phillips Susan, don't <laughs> yeah, you, Karen? I can, can just go just tell back it.
4: to the early 1800s and dance away. Right. Is it is it like Biden doing a
5: falsetto? Is that what <laughs> that is? It's very choral. It's unexpectedly choral for right. space. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you really don't expect to have choruses in no. space because they'd all. Echo. Stop breathing and die, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to... I was
6: surprised to find out that Grimes wrote that song. It's just... true,
3: yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> just as it, to stick it to space. Yeah. What was the name of the song? The name of the song is Semper Supra. Oh, yeah, that's the name of Grimes'
2: child. I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: That's how you pronounce the name. Yeah,
2: those are the only letters you can pronounce. The rest are just <laughs> unpronounceable glyphs. So it's great. It's um, Russia is on the march. Iran is destabilizing. Ukraine is begging for military assistance. And we're like, good news, President Zelensky. You're going to want to turn up the volume for this. <laughs> All right, here is your next quote. It sounds unappetizing, and it is. That was part of an official bulletin that came out from the FDA this week warning against the latest TikTok challenge, which is eating chicken cooked in what? What? <laughs> I haven't even said what it is, and you're already going, ooh. What are you imagining? They're
4: vegetarians.
3: <laughs> um, I would happily accept the I, I
2: you. I, you, are not, you are not young enough to be participating in TikTok hints, unlike, say, me. <laughs> That's correct. right. I've been eating Tide Pods since you were in short pants. Um, <laughs> um, no, a hint, yes. Well, if you cook your chicken this way, you get protein, carbs, and a good two ounces of antihistamines.
3: In cough syrup?
2: Oh, you're so close. I'm going to give it to you. It's NyQuil. (laughs) NyQuil. NyQuil. In a very strongly worded statement, the FDA says, quote, boiling a medication can make it much more concentrated and change its properties in other ways, unquote. Well, what ways? You're not telling us? Then there's only one way to find out. (laughs) What's funny is, and this is true that before the FDA put out their warning, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil, they had reports of like four people doing this. Since the warning came out, 4,000. <laughs>
5: I mean, but have you tasted a chicken with <laughs> reduced NyQuil and a side of pureed mucinex? I mean, it's just delish. In well, my
2: preparation, I like to sprinkle crushed up Flintstone vitamins on top <laughs> for a little garnish. Oh, yeah,
4: a nice garnish. I wonder, though, do you think the kids are being super nice? Maybe all the chickens had a cold. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that,
2: Peter? I'm thinking about getting a chicken breast and it sneezes and wondering. Yeah, got
4: to give it ran- some NyQuil. Exactly.
2: Uh, and by th- the way, this is just a tip for you guys. If you're going to do this, do not use like cheap cooking NyQuil. Use the real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> do not cook, all, Every cook knows this. Do not cook with a cough medicine yeah. that you would not drink by itself. Okay.
1: <laughs>
4: Extra virgin NyQuil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, here's your last quote. Your proportions look weird,
2: especially when you're naked. That was GQ magazine talking about a new $70,000 cosmetic surgery men are getting that makes them what?
3: It makes them taller.
2: Yes, you got it. It's funny, you didn't know the other two right away, but that one... (laughs) You may notice that the men who left the office, right, when the pandemic started are returning, and some of them are three to six inches taller. And if that happens, it's because there is, in fact, a boom in leg-lengthening surgery, right? They, (laughs) They do this by putting this medical device on your femur, and it slowly stretches it, gradually over time, or to put it another way, excruciatingly over time. But how fun is it, think about it, to be 45 years old and be able to put a new mark on the door frame? <laughs> that's I've got,
4: wild, because I feel like if I were a guy, that's not the body part I would want wanked. You know?
2: Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm
4: talking arms. I, I, yeah, of course.
2: There are some parts I don't think you'd want to frame on that slowly stretches it for three months. I don't think...
4: <laughs>
5: What? Speak for
6: yourself. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, we're getting horned up over here,
5: yeah, Peter. I know. No, but the crazy thing is it takes like several months to heal. Like you basically, the only, you, don't, you can't walk on them. You know what I mean? You just have to perch yourself on a chaise lounge and have come people like just enjoy your trophy legs by looking at them. Exactly <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. So here, here I am lying there.
6: Yeah, it's it's utterly terrifying. Um I've got a great proposition for this. Please, guys. Shane. For sixty-five thousand dollars, yes, I will sell them high heels.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, yes. <laughs> so how did Kevin do in her quiz? Eventually he got them all right. Congratulations, Kevin. We call you a winner, Kevin.
3: Thank you so much. You guys are
1: great. Thank
2: you, Kevin. <laughs> Take care. Okay, panel, it's time for you to answer some questions about the week's news. Nagin, the chief operating officer of the Beyond Meat Company, they make plant-based meat products, was caught at least attempting to have some real meat this week when he tried to bite what?
5: Oh, my God. He tried to bite a dude's nose. He did. In
2: fact, he did bite the guy's nose. He succeeded. Look, they have done amazing things in imitating the texture and flavor of real meat, but eventually... You just get a hankering for the real thing. (laughs) According to the police, while exiting the parking garage after a college football game, um, a Subaru bumped into Beyond Meat COO Doug Ramsey's car, calling Ramsey to get out and quote, punch through the back window of the Subaru. Then the other driver, kind of upset, got out of the car, which is when Ramsey bit him on the nose, which just shows that Ramsey really is a vegetarian. A real carnivore would have bit the guy in the sirloin. (laughs)
5: lot of cartilage you're not getting the good stuff no you really are the nose you yeah. really need to go for like a buttock or something yeah absolutely
4: <laughs> yeah also he got so close to bite the nose he like the guy in the other car must have thought he was coming in for a kiss and then yes. just, you
3: know
6: so you know not only switched. was painful he was a little heartbroken
4: yeah, yeah he got rejected
6: i'm just surprised because i thought vegetarians loved subarus it's true yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah
2: Coming up, find out who's misbehaving at the museum. It's our bluff the listener game. Call one eight 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 wait wait to play. We'll be back in a minute with more wait wait don't tell me from NPR.
7: A hungry man.
2: This message comes from NPR sponsor Prime Video. Find your favorite shows like Reacher Season 2. Rent or buy new release movies like Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Get everything included with Prime and add on hundreds of streamers like Max for True Detective, Night Country. One app, one password, Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details.
4: At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kenergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Shane O'Neill, Nagin Farsad, and Karen Shee. And here again is your host at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Segal
2: Thank you. Right now, it is time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff, the listener game. Call one wait wait to play our game on the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
6: Yeah, this is David Shaw.
2: Hey, David Shaw. Where are you calling from?
6: Rochester, New York.
2: Rochester. We know Rochester. We were there a few years ago. What do you do there? Uh, I work in uh, sales at but I also, I'm also a professional announcer
1: for uh, pro volleyball.
2: You're a professional announcer for volleyball?
1: Yeah. The AP Tour.
2: Wow. That is really exciting. Um, I haven't watched enough uh, volleyball to know... Uh, how it goes, but do you ever have a problem keeping everybody straight because the ball goes back and forth quite a lot, right?
1: Uh, it does, but luckily I work uh, on the beach tour, so it's just two on two.
2: Oh, right, the beach tour. That's the one with the bikinis. That's better.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Well, David, welcome to the show. You're going to play the game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is David's topic?
1: You're out of here.
2: Museums can be touchy places. You spill one drop of barbecue sauce on the Rosetta Stone one time, and they ban you from the British Museum for life. <laughs> our panelists are going to tell you about someone who got kicked out of a museum recently. Pick the one who's telling the truth, and you will win our prize, the waiter of your choice on your voicemail. You ready to play? I am indeed. All right. Let's hear first from Karen Chi.
4: The curator at the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art was in for a surprise last week when she took a turn around the Diego Rivera exhibit and found... New paintings? What? Was the Mexican muralist back from the dead and having a new abstract period? No, they were actually the oil finger paintings of one Arthur McGarry, a 31-year-old from Marin County, California, who believes that his work belongs in a museum. (laughs) McGarry has been a struggling artist for a long time. He submitted his work, one of which is a self-portrait titled It's Okay If You Look Like This, (laughs) <laughs> to, to many competitions and galleries, only to face constant, unending rejection. MoMA curator Helen Albright said, quote, I know art is subjective, but Arthur McGarry's stuff honestly just sucks. (laughs) McGarry has since tried to put up his work two more times in the past week and now he is officially banned from the MoMA as well as all other museums in the San Francisco Bay Area. They have all been sent a photo of his face in warning. They would have sent a self-portrait, but again, it's just really bad.
2: (sighs) (laughs) A guy gets thrown out of a museum for trying to add his own work to the collection. Your
6: next story of a museum exile comes from Shane O'Neill. They say it would take nine months to view each of the 120,000 artifacts housed at the Museum of Egyptian Antiquities in Cairo. But what if you only have one day? One Australian tourist found a great solution. Wear rollerblades. (laughs) Lynn Farmer of Adelaide, Australia, was spotted weaving through crowds with a GoPro camera mounted to her helmet while simultaneously using her iPhone to broadcast on Instagram Live. Operation cairo blades is a go! She shouted to her Instagram followers as she zoomed past a bust of the pharaoh Akhenaten shortly before being stopped by security guards who formed an impromptu Red Rover-style blockade to stop the skater. <laughs> Ms. Farmer remains unrepentant. I guess it was a case of FOMO, she explained, using a word that sounds particularly funny with an Australian accent. She then pointed out that there were no rules against rollerblading in ancient Egypt, presumably since the wheel had not yet been invented.
2: A woman decides to see everything there is in the vast Egyptian museum in Cairo by rollerblading through it quickly. Your last story of someone being expelled from the exhibits comes from Nagin Farsad.
5: a 25-year-old resident of Edinburgh, Scotland, took his girlfriend to Camera Obscura, a popular museum on the Royal Mile. One particular installation caught his attention. It was of a device that creates an optical illusion that makes small objects appear like much larger objects. Now, sensing a totally valid and not at all creepy joke opportunity... Decided to see if it could make a particular something he had look larger. Something he had in his pants. Do you follow? Okay. <laughs> It was a great and hilarious joke until he realized that the device was projecting the enlarged image to another room. And what's worse, that room was hosting a bunch of students on a school field trip. He put away the object, and they left the room. His girlfriend was overheard saying to him, quote, I can't take you anywhere, which is normally a kind of insult, but in this case, it seems to be literally true.
7: All right,
2: so somebody got (laughs) drummed out of the galleries. For what reason? Was it from Karen Chi, a person who put up his own paintings without being asked? in San Francisco. From Shane O'Neill, a woman who rolled through the Egyptian museum on rollerblades, or from Nagin, a man who used the magnifying effects of the camera obscura exhibit in Edinburgh to magnify his charms. Which of these is the real story of a no-no at a museum? I think
7: I'm going to have to
1: go with the last.
2: You're going to go with Nagin's Person. story yeah. of the Scottish man? All right. Well, your choice is Nagin's story. Well, we spoke to someone familiar with this true story.
5: You'll get very large projections of the same object into what feels like infinity. Maybe we need signs that say, keep your clothes on. <laughs> that was Gita
2: Demerji. She's the owner of the Museum Illusions in Washington, D.C., where presumably nothing like that has ever happened, talking about the man and the camera obscura in Edinburgh. Congratulations, David. You got it right. You're at a point for Nagin. You have won our prize, the voice of your choice, on your voicemail. Congratulations. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for playing.
0: Come on now, let's be great.
2: And now the game where we ask people with top-tier talent to do something a little beneath them. The world has yet to come up with something that Michael Strahan cannot do better than anyone else. He was a Hall of Fame defensive end for the New York Giants, and then when he retired from football, went into broadcasting and worked his way quickly to becoming one of the co-hosts of Good Morning America. Now he has launched his own line of skincare products, and somewhere, Kylie Jenner Feels a cold wind. (laughs) Michael Strahan, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
7: Kylie, Kylie Jenner strong wind is when I breathe is coming between my from between my teeth.
2: I under oh yes, you went right for the teeth, tooth gap joke. I love how you lead with that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm only well, I'm not kidding at all. Uh, it, you were one of the greatest defensive ends ever to play the game, certainly in the modern era. Uh, we understand your 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 entry into football was a little different than my understanding most uh, elite athletes were because first of all, if I understand correctly, you only played college football for one year is that right
7: I played high school high school football for one year high school football, I grew right. up in yeah I grew up in Germany and um, my dad my senior year of high school said hey you want to play football I said sure and he put me on a plane sent me back to Houston I stayed with my uncle for five months played one year high school football I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, ended up with a scholarship. And I was drafted by the Giants and spent 15 years playing in New York.
2: There you go. And, and my understanding is, though, that you had not, you weren't playing football in Germany, but you were watching it with your dad?
7: Yeah, I was watching it with my dad. And I actually started, I was watching football. moved there when I was nine. And I, when I was 13, I started working out. Like I, because uh, my brothers they gave me a nickname. They called me Bob. Bob. And I thought it was cool. Yeah, Bob. I thought it was cool though, because I'm the youngest of six and I thought it was cool. I had a nickname from my brother. And then I realized Bob meant big old butt booty <laughs> And that uh, you know, wasn't <laughs> and so that made me work out. I bought the drink Fonda workout VHS tape. on um, the first. Soul, wait a minute. First wait, soul a minute. wait a minute, wait a minute. You. You're telling
2: me that if someone makes like the biopic about Michael Strahan and knowing you, you'll play yourself brilliantly. There will be a scene of a 13-year-old Michael Strahan in Germany, like with leg warmers working out to the Jane Fonda tape.
7: So you, you took it to another level. I didn't say the leg warmer than tight. I was doing the exercise. Okay, all right. Okay. I, was, I was doing the leg lifts. I was doing the side lifts. I was literally trying to work my butt off because that's what they were making fun of. And, uh, but, yeah, I started working out when I was 13, and my dad saw how hard I was working at it and gave me an opportunity to play the game one year in high school. And, that, you know, the rest is history, I guess. I...
2: Was going to ask if you knew that you were going to go ahead, you were going to go into a career in broadcasting when you were playing, but no, you did not. Well, I'm surprised, and let me tell you why I'm surprised. Because I happened to stumble across a video that was promoted on YouTube as the best of Michael Strahan mic'd up. You were the greatest trash talker I have ever seen. <laughs> there, there's there's one moment where you tackle some poor ball carrier. Couldn't tell you what team it was. And you lean down to him and say, look, man, I'm trying to help you. Don't run on this side.
7: Oh, uh, that that was, I can tell you exactly. That was Deuce McAllister for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Deuce was trying to get it. Yeah. He was trying to get a rushing record or something for that year, and I was like, dude, you're not getting it over here. Run to the other side. Those guys will let you have it. Let you have it. <laughs> and, and there's this... Uh, <laughs> and I only talk, but I only talked if you talk to me. I didn't go out there with intent to, like, harass somebody. But if you said something to me or if I felt disrespected, then you were going to get it the whole game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to... Um... I do want to ask you about your. So, you, you've got a number of products and, and, and things. You've got a menswear line, and now you have a line of skincare products. Uh, speaking as a man, I don't normally use skincare products. So, are, is that's that the part? Problem. That's the problem. <laughs> you say that with confidence, and you can't even see me. Yeah. But you're not wrong. Yeah. So, here's the thing. So, they, so, here's the thing, and I'm going to give you a chance. How are you going to convince uh, idiot men like myself that we're wrong and we should use skincare products?
7: I believe that your skin is your confidence. We started our clothing line eight years ago. That's been incredibly, we've done incredibly well. And you dress well, you feel good about yourself. It's like a confident thing, but your skin is the one thing you don't take off.
2: Right. Did, did you read that Brad Pitt also came out with his own line of skincare products? Yeah, stuff?
7: yeah, I saw that. And I love Brad Pitt, man. I'm the biggest Brad Pitt fan in the world, but I love Brad Pitt and the way he looks, but I'm not paying like $300 or something for my face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'll be walking around right here with bumps everywhere looking awful before I did. that. That's a lot of money, man. But you yeah, have people who going to do it, so good luck, Brad Pitt. I love you. <laughs>
2: that, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Strahan, trash-talking <laughs> skin care. <laughs> uh, I, I can't tell you how much fun it is to talk to you. It is joyful, but we have to play a game with you. Uh, this game we are calling Strahan Meets Strahams. hams. <laughs> So we figured you're Michael Strahan, famed football player, broadcaster, but what do you know about stray hams, right? (laughs) Wild hogs, wild pigs. We're going to ask you three questions about our porky friends. Get two right, you'll win our prize for one of our listeners, the waiter of their choice on their voicemail. Are you ready to play?
7: Is this multiple choice? It is. is like a, it is. You know what? Yeah. I will tell you this. If I don't win, I might not sleep tonight out
0: out
2: the other day. That's always kind of fun when we bring that out in people. And I, I do hope that maybe we'll get some trash talk. But okay, here we go. Bill, who is Michael Strahan playing for?
1: Aaron Lee of Los Angeles, California.
2: All right. Suit up. First question. Wild hogs in northern Canada have developed an interesting way to survive the extreme cold up there. What is it? A, after observing the practice in humans, they rotate themselves slowly over an open flame. (laughs) B, they huff and puff and blow on each other. Or C, they build little ice houses that people call pigloos. (laughs) You
7: know my uncle had a pig farm in Texas. Did it? He didn't get much. Yeah, he did. I had a pet pig named Betsy. Did you? Uh, my <laughs> brother did. Yeah, yeah. And then we moved to Germany and we couldn't take Betsy with us, but we took Betsy with us in another way.
2: No. <laughs> I, I was about to say that I happen to know they like pigs in Germany, but not in a pet way. But anyway.
7: <laughs> but I would, uh, yeah, uh, I, I would probably say B. Puff and puff and breathe all over each
2: other. You'd think that they do that, but the answer is amazingly pig so really? they apparently learned to make little ice houses they crawl into to stay warm. I know. Who knew? I didn't know.
7: All right, uh, have... I'm not going to northern Canada now.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Canceling that off the tour.
7: All right. Alright, I'm down. All I gotta get go. these last two, to win. last two. Last two, last two.
2: 250 here. pigs once escaped from a farm in Vermont, but most of them were lured back to their enclosures. How? A, they were offered $5 Starbucks gift cards. (laughs) B, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders arrived at the farm to personally escort each pig back home. (laughs) (laughs) Or C, they were lured with a trail of hot dog buns.
7: Oh, man, when I tell you I am so tempted to go with one of the first two, but I'll go with C.
2: Right. It is, in fact, C, hot dog buns. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a great idea, but when you, when you think about what normally goes into hot dogs, it's a little sick. <laughs> All right. Last question, if you get this one right. Uh, you will win. Wild and uncivilized as they may be, uh, pigs actually have a role in arts and culture, as in which of these examples? A, somebody has produced an all-pig production of Hamilton called Hamilton. <laughs> B, a pig has become the nude lead singer in Maroon 5 after recent troubles, (laughs) or C, there is a musical instrument called a piganino, which pokes pigs of different sizes to make them squeal different notes (laughs) in time.
7: Are any of those
3: real? Yes.
7: All right, I, I, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it, man. I'm going with.
2: Hey, no, wait a minute. Uh, the audience here wants you to pick C. C. Yeah, the audience they wants they
7: pick me. Pick C. They
2: are telling you to do that.
7: All right, I'll pick C. Audience. There you go. You're right. Yeah. It's true.
2: Oink oink, 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 Would it be great if you can get them to do the Space Force theme song? <laughs> Bill, how did Michael Strahan do on our quiz?
1: Michael, it was the easiest win you've ever had. Two out of three makes you a winner. In
5: Congratulations! This game.
1: Yeah, baby! Yeah!
2: Michael Strahan is a Hall of Fame defensive end, one of the hosts of Good Morning America, and his new line of skincare products, Michael Strahan's Daily Defense, is out now. Michael Strahan, thank you so much for joining us. And wait, wait, don't tell me.
7: I <laughs> am here because I love your program. Thank you for having me.
2: Oh, Michael, you are.
7: Chicago, I love you, everybody. Thank
2: you, guys. You're the best, Michael. Thank you. you that? Thank <laughs> you. Thank okay. you. In just a minute, Bill wants you to know his pants are supposed to look like that. See for yourself in the Listener Limerick Challenge. Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from
0: NPR. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase.
5: Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR is with you four days a week to talk about what we're watching, listening to, or just trying to figure out. What you might check out this weekend, what you checked out last weekend, it's all fair game for good conversation. For pop culture in high spirits, listen now to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.
1: From NPR and WBEC Chicago, this is, wait, wait, don't tell me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Nagin Farsad, Shane O'Neill, and Karen Shee. And here again is your host at the Maker Theater in Chicago, Illinois,
2: Peter Sago. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. In just a minute, Bill follows the teachings of Rhyme Das in our Listener Limerick Challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's one 888 Right now, panel, it is time to ask you some questions about this week's news, and we're going to start with a new game we're calling The Royal Flush. So even though the Queen of England is reportedly still dead, there are still so many stories coming out of Buckingham Palace that we can barely keep up. So we are going to throw them at you quickly, rapid fire, all true or false. Okay, so answer as quickly as you can, true or false. Here we go. Start with Nagin, true or false. A British supermarket responded to the Queen's death by closing for one entire month. True. No, false. They responded by solemnly turning down the volume of their checkout beeps. (laughs) Karen, true or false, due to a typo in a newspaper story about her children walking behind her coffin, a headline read, Queen's four children talk behind her coffin. Uh, True. No, false. It said, Queen's four children wank behind her coffin. (laughs) Jane, true or false? Prince William Magazine, the official magazine for fans of Prince William, reported they were overwhelmed with condolence messages for the Queen. Uh, as a subscriber, true. No, false. <laughs> Prince William Magazine, the official magazine of Prince William County, Virginia, was overwhelmed with messages of condolence <laughs> to the Queen. The game, true or false, the UK's Channel 5 paid tribute to the Queen by screening Bohemian Rhapsody, a movie about the band Queen. True. False. They screened, <laughs> to honor the Queen, the emoji movie. <laughs> Karen, true or false, by royal tradition, the royal beekeeper was required to go to the hives and oh. tell the Queen's bees that she had died. This is true. It is true. The bees... <laughs> The bees were shocked and were buzzing about it all day. <laughs> Shane, true or false, after world leaders were told they needed to take an official bus to the Queen's funeral, President Biden decided to take his own official car and got stuck in traffic instead. True. Exactly. Karen, true or false, the moment the Queen's funeral was over, King Charles's former staff were told they had been fired. True. No, false. They were told during the funeral. No! <laughs> Shane, true or false, in a touching tweet, Cher called the queen the goat the greatest of all time. With several emojis extra? True. No, it's false. <clears throat> she tried to do that, but she hit the wrong emoji, so ended up calling the queen a cow. <laughs> That's all this week for our royal flush, and, uh, oh. well... God save the king. Coming up, it's lightning fill-in-the-blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one wait wait that's one 924 8924 or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org, and you can come catch us here live most weeks at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, or if you prefer, Boston on October 20th, or at Carnegie Hall in New York City on December 8th and 9th. Also, the Wait Wait stand-up tour is on the road now, including Kalamazoo, Michigan, and a second show just added in Portland, Oregon. Tickets and info about all of that and more can be found at nprpresents.org. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
6: Hi, Peter. This is Jordan from Somerville, Massachusetts.
2: Hey, Jordan. I know Somerville really well. used to hang out there sometimes, go to the Davis Square Cinema. What do you do there?
4: I'm a preschool teacher
2: at an outdoor nature school. An outdoor nature school? Oh. So yeah, we're
4: outside in the wind and snow and hail and rain and
2: everything. Well, I was going to ask because you are in Massachusetts, which famously has intemperate winters. So what do you do with like preschoolers out there in the snowdrifts?
3: Yeah, you know, so they're so
4: short. Sometimes we can't see them with all the snow. However, we find it fun fly down and we stay outside down to about 10 degrees so they're they're pretty hardy. They wow I, I just had this vision
2: I had this vision of you tying plastic flagpoles with orange flags <laughs> like they do with fire hydrants so they can find them in snow drifts. <gasps> they right?
4: look, look like a sim like in the sims.
2: The one with the flags oh, over there? Oh yeah. uh, Very cute yeah. Well welcome to the show. Um, you, of course, are going to play the Listener Limerick Challenge. That means that Bill Curtis is going to read for you three news-related limericks with the last word or phrase missing from each. Finish those limericks two or three times. You will win our prize, the voice of anyone you might choose for your voicemail. You ready to play? I'm ready. All right. Here is your first limerick.
1: The pants on the kids who are strutting look just like my uncles, the glutton. But it's not that their zip has to fight for its grip. No, it's hip to undo the
2: top. Button. Yes, Yes, Jordan. According to some hipster writing in the New York Times, (laughs) unbuttoned jeans are the latest fashion trend to absolutely baffle your dad. If done correctly, you can add some curves to your hip, which no one will notice because they'll be too busy wondering if they should tell you your pants are unbuttoned. If you want to try this at home, experts say the style requires slightly oversized jeans worn high in the hip and then unbuttoned and folded down along the waistline, a style first introduced hundreds of years ago after the first Thanksgiving. (laughs) Now, in as close as I will ever come in this life to that Annie Hall, Marshall McLuhan moment, I happen to have the author of this article right here. So Shane, so this is a trend piece you did for the New York Times. Did you, are people actually doing this or did you go out to like Washington Square Park and say, lady, would you mind unbuttoning your jeans and I'm
6: going to call that a trend? So Peter, (laughs) my friend, Michael, he was like, it's happening. It's happening all over the Lower East Side. And I was like, you are pranking me. And then it's sort of like uh, a curse where once you hear about it, then you start seeing it everywhere. Right. Um, I will say that I happened to be home in Oak Park while I was reporting the story and my father was in the other room when I was interviewing someone on Zoom about her decision to wear her jeans undone and he just walked in and said, what do you do for a living? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
6: and I said, the Lord's work, obviously. <laughs> All right, here
1: is your next limerick. From her whistle tones, she took a plunge, which Mariah can never expunge. She sang in the vein of a straining Cobain and recorded an album of...
3: Grunge. Grunge, yes. yes. Mariah Carey Uh,
2: may finally share her secret 1995 grunge album or... So she says in a new interview, the album has only remained secret so long because she recorded it in a pitch too high for human ears to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie recorded the project after long days in the studio working on songs like Always Be My Baby, which explains why one of the grunge songs is called My Baby Nevermore. (laughs) It's great. What I really want to hear is Pearl Jam singing All I Want for Christmas is You. (laughs) 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 All right. Here is your last one. Though
1: people might point and might snicker, with Spongebob, my breakout heals quicker. Like a kid, I attach a cute little
2: patch. I have covered my zit with a sticker. Sticker, yes. yes. This week, the Wall Street Journal reported on a hot new trend from three years ago of people covering up pimples with goofy stickers like Big Hearts and Spongebob stickers covering your face. A fun, colorful alternative to just yelling, "I have a
6: pimple." It <laughs> always hurts when someone beats you to a story. I know.
2: You're dying here. You didn't get on the medicated pimple stickers. It's too late. The journal beat you to it. Bill, how did Jordan do in our quiz? With
1: a perfect score, she is now the queen of the preschool. Congratulations! Thank
2: you, Mr. Thank you so much for playing, and congratulations.
7: Take care. Thank you. Bye, bye.
0: Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, Committed to helping companies solve food. From employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support. With corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com This message comes from NPR sponsor Carvana. Shop for your next car the convenient way. 100% online with Carvana. Getting pre-qualified takes less than two minutes. Then see your real terms as you shop. Visit Carvana to finance your dream car the convenient way. Hey, before we get back to the show, a quick plug for our upcoming
2: bonus episode featuring actor, Broadway star, and yes, of course, giant of podcasting, Sean
7: Hayes. We were in our pajamas. We hooked up to Zoom. You just can't believe people find this remotely interesting.
3: Um, don't, but... don't oversell it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Here are extended, never before aired, and its complete form interview available next week only if you subscribe to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Plus. That's right, if you're tired of not paying us for all the joy we bring you, you can subscribe to hear our regular show sponsor-free. And you'll get these bonus episodes featuring extended cuts of our celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes content, and all kinds of other stuff you have never once asked for. Subscribe to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Plus at the link in our episode notes. All right, guys, it is now time for our final game, lightning fill-in-the-blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can. Each correct answer is worth two points. Bill, can you please give us the scores? Karen and Shane each have four, and Nagin has two. All right. Damn
3: it. Okay. let's do this. Nagin, you
2: are, (laughs) in fact, in third place. So you get to go first. Mm-hmm. The clock will start when I begin your first question. Fill in the blank. On Wednesday, an appeals panel restored the DOJ's access to the classified documents seized from blank.
5: mar Yes.
2: Following her funeral at Westminster Abbey, blank was laid to rest at Windsor Castle.
5: The Queen.
2: Of England. This week, the House passed a bill aimed at making it more difficult to overturn certified blank results.
5: Uh, Election results. Yes, after
2: strengthening into a Category 4 storm, Hurricane Fiona left most of blank without power.
5: Puerto Rico. Yes,
2: after its public library posted on social media about banned Books Week, a town in Texas blanked.
5: Raised a bunch of money.
2: No, they banned social media posts about banned Books Week. (laughs) (laughs) On Tuesday, Adnan Syed, the subject of the podcast Blank, was released from prison.
5: Serial. Right.
2: On Thursday, new photos of Neptune taken by the Blank were released by NASA.
5: Oh, the Webb Telescope? Yes, the
2: James Webb Space Telescope. Park Ridge, Illinois, has rejected a statue honoring former resident Harrison Ford, citing the cost of the statue and also Blank.
5: That, like, Harrison Ford doesn't matter that much? No,
2: they mention the fact that <laughs> to Harrison... them or something? No, they very much like Harrison Ford, but the problem is Harrison Ford really doesn't like Park Ridge.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> According to the article, Ford has horrible memories from growing up in Park Ridge, Illinois, including the fact that, quote, the other kids would roll him down a hill into thorny bushes on a daily basis. <laughs>
5: Oh, wow. Things it's like got ten ten ten
2: even ten. worse when they started rolling a giant boulder after him. <laughs> Bill, how did Nagin do in our quiz? Six right, 12 more points, 14 is the total in the lead. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to arbitrarily pick Karen to go next. Fill in the blank, Karen. Uh, okay. During an interview on Wednesday, Olivia Wilde confirmed that Harry Styles did not blank on Chris Pine. Spit. Right. On Monday, Mark Ferrex, a Navy veteran held captive by the blank, was released in a prisoner exchange.
5: The Germans.
2: No, the <laughs> Taliban. This week, the <laughs> Federal Reserve announced another interest rate hike to help combat blank.
4: The inflation recession. Okay. Inflation. You said it on Wednesday.
2: <laughs> Quibble to your head. On Wednesday, over 1,000 protesters were arrested after blank announced the mobilization of military reservists. Of Putin. Right. Following Putin's announcement about instituting a draft, Google searches for blank skyrocketed in Russia.
4: A uh, plane tickets? No,
2: Google searches for how to break arm at home. <gasps> According to a government health panel, U.S. adults should get regular screenings for blank.
4: A, a bit cancer.
2: No anxiety. On Thursday, electric car maker Blank announced a recall of over one million vehicles. Ford. No Tesla. This week, <laughs> the incumbent mayor of a small town in Canada, who's running for re-election, was surprised to find that Blank was running against him. A dog. No. <laughs> His brother, who he has not spoken to in thirty years. No. Bill Steele was elected mayor of Port Colborne, Canada in 2018. He thought he'd get through re-election unopposed, that is, until his estranged brother apparently said to himself, hey, if Bill can do it, how hard can it be? The brothers will break their 30-year silence in the first debate, we presume, where they will discuss important issues like climate change and who really was supposed to
4: feed the dog. Oh, my God. This is like a terrible, terrible version of the parent trap. It's just like the parent trap, but sad old men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bill, how did Karen do in our quiz? Three, right. Six more points. Ten, and that means Nagin is still in the
2: lead. All right. So, how many would Shane need to win on his first show ever? Five to tie and six to win. All right, feeling good about this, yeah. Shane? Here we go. No. Fill in the blank, Shane. On Wednesday, the New York Attorney General sued blank for business fraud. Donald Trump. Right. On Tuesday, a group of migrants sent to Martha's Vineyard filed a class action lawsuit against blank. DeSantis. Right. This week, it was announced that Ginny Thomas has agreed to be interviewed by the blank committee. The Breitbart committee? No, the January 6th committee. On Tuesday, Flemish bishops defied the Vatican and issued a document saying they would bless same-sex blank. Uh, Marriage. Right. This week, a student in Utah was arrested after saying she would blank if her school's football team lost. Uh, take off her shirt. No, blow up the city's <laughs> nuclear reactor. Oh, she should have... Uh, text one, have a dozen of the other. Uh, rescue operations are underway following a mass blank stranding on beaches near Australia. Wales. Yes. This week, Ford introduced a new app that will let users know when they are about to blank. Merge. No, it is a new app that will tell you when you are about to be hit by a Ford car. Oh, God. <laughs> The app, which only works with newer model Fords, uses Bluetooth technology to sense when a Ford car is too close and bearing down on you, and it sends you an alert. So if somebody criticizes you for staring at your phone while you're walking in traffic, you can explain you're just trying to not get hit by a car. (laughs) Bill... Did Shane do well enough to win?
1: Well, he got four rights and eight more points, and that means Nagin is the
2: winner. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nagin, 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 Nagin. Yes from behind. <laughs> in just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists, now that leg lengthening is a thing, what would be the next trendy cosmetic surgery? But first, wait, wait, don't tell me. It's a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Kodica writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our tour manager is Shayna Donald. Thanks to the staff and crew at the Studebaker Theater. BJ Liederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornbos, and Lillian King. Our production assistant is Sophie hernandez muniz Special thanks to Vinnie Thomas. I'd do anything for Peter Gwynn. I'd buy him a steak dinner and whisper sweet nothings into him. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our CFO is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog. And the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is Michael Danforth. Now, panel, we've got leg lengthening. What would be the next big trend in cosmetic surgery? Karen Chi.
4: Um, you get another butt for your butt, so it always feels like you're sitting on a bean bag. <laughs>
6: Shane O'Neill. Botox injected directly into the amygdala to temporarily paralyze all human emotions. <laughs> and Nguyen Farsad.
5: I'm adding more skin to your elbow so you can get an even longer elbow droop. <laughs> well,
1: if that happens, we're going to ask you about it Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
2: Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Karen G. Nguyen Farsad. To Shane O'Neill on a fabulous debut in our show. To everybody here. At the Studebaker Theater and to all of you listening at home, thank you so much for listening. I am Peter Segel. We'll see you next week.
5: This is NPR.
3: This message
5: comes from NPR sponsor Shipbob. ShipBob's warehouse management system can improve your efficiency, allow you to grow faster, and save you money all through one WMS platform. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.